Pickback Man just passed 1,700 customers, $12,000 a month in revenue. Again, helping you upload and save and make sure you don't lose any memories. These are you know photos, videos when you just went on your last trip and then you put them into Google or Flickr, wherever you put them. Pickback Man sits in the middle. They launched in 2016, charged seven bucks a month uh, per customer. They're break even today, team of five, about 750 grand into the company to date as they look to scale. Churn's a problem though at 10% logo churn per month, looking at bringing that down. Hello, everybody. My guest today is Vaipov Dumkonwar. He is an entrepreneur and seed investor with dual bases in Silicon Valley and India. He runs Better, which is the parent company of Pickback Man, which is a micro-venture firm that builds and invests in category-defining businesses at the seed stage. Before Better, he co-founded mobile roaming platform leader Roamware, which is acquired by Audux. He is a graduate of University of California, Berkeley, and runs marathons to put health and fitness as high up as his work and family life in terms of priorities. Vaipov, are you ready to take us to the top? Yep, absolutely. All right, so let's talk Pickback Man today. What's the company do and how do you make money? You know, Pickback Man actually helps you keep your memory safe. And like everybody has described it, it said, you know, it get, helps you get rid of that photo backup anxiety, if you know what I mean. And what's your revenue model? How to make money? Um, so, you know, Pickback Man is an application people use to upload their photos and their videos to their online accounts. Um, so let's say when, you're, um, when you go for a trip and you have, let's say, a few hundred to a thousand photos, uploading them to a Google or a SmugMug or Flickr account is really, really time consuming. Uh, that's where Pickbackman comes in. It's just a one click, two click, and third, and you're done. It does that job automatically for thousands of photos. And um, we have a freemium version, so people uh, download the version and use it for free for some time and upgrade. Uh, we charge them a monthly six ninety five or a annual uh, $69, or we have a lifetime plan that we're going for a little bit right now for one time. Um, so it's a subscription business. Um, we actually focused a lot on the product first and uh, started monetizing very recently. So by just to be clear, the, the price point, on the SaaS model, where it's not freemium, is about $7 a month. That's right. Okay. Yes. And put this on a timeline for us. When did you launch the company? What year? Um, so we've been working on the product for about two and a half years. Okay. So 2016 um, would have been go time. Yeah, that's right. Okay. And your model is unique. You know, there's a lot of companies now where they're led by someone who's experienced and has a lot of wisdom like yourself. You've seen a lot where you're actually sometimes buying, you know, little side projects with a lot of traction, but no revenue and then kind of investing and growing and turning on revenue. I mean, is this kind of how your incubator or Better Labs is working? Um, not really. So Better is really two parts. One is Better Labs, where we um, essentially build products from scratch ourselves. So we have a 60-people team. Um, so Pickbackman is an example of a product company that is built within Better Labs. And then we've got Better Capital, which is an early-stage investor. So we do seed, pre-seed, and pre-series A rounds. And um, we're structured as an angelist syndicate in India and the U.S., and uh, last year in 2018, we were the number one angel angelist India syndicate. And how much did you deploy in that year? Um, so, you know, I can give you the exact numbers, but we did 16 deals and um, we were somewhere in the, um, let, let's say about $2 million to $3 million, um, uh, largely in Indian companies. So it's a significant amount. Have you bought any companies that you were previously an investor in? Uh, no, I don't. Uh, I, I don't think we are investing in companies that we would buy. 
Um, I think we're investing in companies that are really uh, kind of going after very large markets. Yeah. So uh, what I'm trying to do is delineate here. So just to be clear, these are two very different things. One is an angel is a syndicate to support kind of the Indian kind of startup ecosystem. The other is 60 people building your own products in house from scratch. Correct. I see. That's right. Okay. Um, how do you, how do you, so let's, let's say I was an an entrepreneur in India launching my own company and, and, and I got a thing on AngelList that you wanted to invest, but I knew that if you invested, you'd have information in the company that would help businesses you're building on the other side of kind of your, you know, your, your internal team. How do you keep those pieces of information separate? Um, I think there's, um, honestly, we've never had this problem because what we are building internally at labs is uh, very, very specific. We're not building multiple ideas at a time. We, we actually have about four product companies that we are going deep in. Um, whereas everything that we're investing in is across segments. We've done uh, crypto, uh, we've done um, agri-tech, we've done SaaS, we've done companies focused on the Indian domestic market that have done a very good in terms of growth and scale. So they're very, very different. I think Better Labs is essentially an outcome of my entrepreneurial career in terms of uh, you know knowing how to start from an idea to get to scale and revenue and profits. And and better capital is essentially saying that you know we I just don't believe we can do it do it again and again for tens of ideas. So capital is essentially to bring all that um, experience to early stage founders. Where you know if you look at the 16 deals uh, we did last year, I was very instrumental in essentially building rounds from scratch for some of these companies. Right. So I think um, uh, labs and capital are actually very very. Um, 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 kind of uh, empowering each other more than anything else. Got it. What have you scaled? Let's go back to Pickback Man now. How many customers have you scaled to today? Um, so we have about 50,000 plus users in 130 countries. And uh, we have paid users that are a fraction of that. We hit about um, $12,000 in revenue last month. 12000 what? Uh, $12,000 MRR $12, last month. Okay. And uh, we'll, we expect to kind of really scale that this year. We just started monetizing and optimizing uh, towards the later part of last year. Okay, so you turned on, you had 50,000 freezers, you turned on the $7 paywall late 2018, and now you've got about $12,000 in revenue coming in per month and at a $7 price point. That would mean you've converted about, what is that, 1,700 of the 50,000 into free, into paid? Um. Yeah, I think I don't know the exact numbers from uh, from that percentage perspective, um, but essentially over the last three months, we've gone from, uh, you know, multiplying our revenue per day. We, we really track on a daily basis as well. Um, so that, that's been a good trend over the last 90 days. And I think there's a lot of optimization. And just to clarify, I think we had had kind of a um, price plan for a longer time just started to optimize and really kind of push our customers to uh, the paid service uh, with with our launch uh, of our latest version in uh, middle of last year. Mm-hmm. And so how do you go? I mean, at this price point, you have to sign up such a high number of customers to build a meaningful business, right? I mean, you either have to, you know, stay low price point and go for a million customers, or as you know, flip the script and go the complete opposite way. Um, how do you go from, you know, 50,000 free users and 2,000 paid to, you know, 5 million free and 2 million paid? 
That's right. So I think, you know, uh, we're solving a problem that is very universal. So, for example, if you look at what just happened in terms of uh, smug mug blind flicker and saying we're turning away the free plan and you had 50 million plus users who now suddenly had to find a new place there and a good majority of them are going to google photos right and we are probably the one Google Photos migrator today that you can actually uh, use to move thousands and thousands of photos in a very efficient manner, right? So what we are really looking at is there are, um, you know, hundreds of millions of people who actually need to keep their memories safe. And, you know, first it was Flickr, then it was SmugMug, today it is Google Photos, tomorrow it might be something else. But Pickbackman is here to actually help you uh, keep it safe, uploaded and move from one service to another, depending on what you're doing. Right. So I think it's going to be a necessary utility. And uh, that's where I think um, we think there is a there's a lot of upside in terms of um, growth. Uh, everything that we've done so far is zero marketing spend. It's how are they how are they finding you? I, I get the whole word of mouth thing, but I mean, they have to find you somehow. How are people finding you? I think majority of them are finding us through Google, right? What and, search uh, term? What do they go on Google and search? Um, you, you search for Flickr uploader. Uh, you search for Google Photos uploader. You search for uh, SmugMug uploader um, and, and a variety of keywords. We've, we've got a very long tail set of keywords as well. We're answering questions about people um, uh, you know, asking, how do I manage my iPhoto library after you know uh, Apple discontinued it? How do I take it out and move it to Google Photos or something like that, right? So we've got a lot of that uh, as well that, that's kind of working to help people find us. Mm-hmm. And, and, and is this, I mean, is this, do you have a team that is solely focused on SEO and long tail or have you built kind of a machine that identifies these keywords and auto launches landing pages for them? Uh, no, we are actually doing a very curated effort because I think uh, I'm personally of the opinion that um, you know, from a, uh, it's a very human-driven um, SEO that we uh, uh, that we look at. We really look at you know what is happening in the market. Like let's say you know the Flickr migration, and we've got a big landing page around that. So it's all written up and uh, not really automated. Interesting. How many unique landing pages do you have up for these kind of keywords? Are we talking hundreds of keywords, or thousands, or tens of thousands? No, so we've got thousands, not tens of thousands, but including our, uh, you know, how-to articles, we've got thousands. Okay. Walk me through the team today. So you said 60 people across all of your product categories. How many just on Pickback Man? Five. Okay, five people. And have you? how much capital have you guys put into the business so far? Um, I think it's a very, very complex product in terms of making it work with multiple APIs and things like that. So I think um, the total that we've invested over the last two and a half years would be probably about 750K to a million. Okay. All your and, own though? Or have you raised outside capital? No, this is all my own. Yeah. Yeah. Is it profitable today? Uh, pickback man. I mean, there's a lot of product development R&D costs that, that if we take away uh, on a month to month basis, we are profitable now. Yeah. Do, I mean, do you separate out your four different product categories so you can actually run separate P&Ls or do you really just roll them all up together? I know we run it separately now. You do run separate. Okay. So if I looked at the bank account for Pickback Man specifically, it would not be losing any money each month. Absolutely not. That's great. Okay. So just to be clear, you pay on 12,000 bucks revenue. That's enough for you to pay the five full-time people. Yeah. I'm, I'm just discounting a lot of the R&D investment though. What do you mean? 
um, as in, you know, what we spend before we started monetizing and making money, right? So now on a month-to-month basis, we are profitable. Yeah, yeah. Okay, got, yeah, yeah. Break even today. Very good. And then what yeah. about churn? Churn's critical in this kind of business. How many people that signed up for seven bucks a month churned? Yeah, so honestly, I don't have the exact number, but churn is not uh, pretty right now in the sense that we have um, we, we have customers who are churning for a wide range of reasons that we're looking to optimize this quarter. Um, but um, but we, we also see that there will be users who will come in for specific needs like migrations and things like that. So it's a slightly different than a typical SaaS where you just want them not to churn for a certain amount of time, right? But um, so, for example, you know, we've had somebody who came in, who used the product, uh, paid for it, uh, downgraded, came back the next year and then subscribed again. So it's sort of a, um, you know, uh, different use case where we'll, we'll have this temporary churn as well. Yeah, I mean, but just to be clear, someone who's paying you seven bucks a month every month is very different than someone that pays you seven bucks one time a year when they do the one photo upload, they're, you know, the photo download they're going to do that year. I mean, that's a $7 customer versus $70 a year customer. Yeah. No, no, absolutely. So I think majority of our customers are in the $70 thing, right? And um, and we are seeing more year, annual subscriptions than monthly subscriptions now. Um, it's just that there are some people who are coming in for specific use cases, which we intend to kind of convert them to, um, you know, help them understand how they can use Pigbackman for their ongoing photo and video management, right? Which there is really no tool that can help them you know, keep automatically backed up on multiple services. So, Vipo, so what, what is the number right now? What is monthly churn? You know, I don't know the exact number, but we are in double digits, so we're very high. So call it maybe north, north of 10% logo churn per month. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I mean, obviously, that's. I, I would say that it's, it's really not a SaaS business then. I mean, you're churning more than 100% of your customer base every single year, right? What, why, why try and force this into a SaaS model? Um... Good question. So again, I think, you know, there are use cases where we have a segment of customers who who have not churned for a very long time, right? So I think uh, what we are focusing on in terms of understanding churn is what is really churn versus what is, you know, um, uh, use case driven kind of one-off use case, right? So that's why we've got a, uh, we're experimenting with with a few different options uh, this quarter that will give us a better idea of, you know, um, what is a one-time purchase uh, use case versus somebody who, who will with, who will be with us for a longer time and SaaS will make sense. And by Pope, what is case. your what's your CAC today? What are you spending fully weighted to get a seven dollar a month customer? Um, you know, honestly, like I said, you're not spending any out, any money for marketing at all. But you just said you have SEO. a super high touch SEO thing, meaning humans have to spend time to write articles. They have salaries. Yeah, yeah. So that's all within our five-person team, right? So that's all within our five-person team. And we've been writing for a long time. So this is not, you know, the thousands have been written over the last two years, essentially. Well, no, but that doesn't mean that that's not included in your CAC. So, I mean, they're still included in your fully weighted CAC. Um, or do you just yeah, not calculate? So, you don't have that growth engine, like, yeah. to the point... Yeah, yeah, we, we're really not calculating because I think there's just so much on product and customer support that we're focusing on and making our users uh, really, really successful with the product. 
So if you look at our website, there are about 200 plus testimonials. And these are not customers saying, I love it, I love it, I love it. These are customers that if you read the testimonials, they're actually stories about what they wanted, how it happened, and how they're really, really thankful, right? So I think um, we're really saying that, okay, we have millions of customers to acquire. Can we get the right product? Can we optimize correctly? Can we get success right? Um, so that's why we haven't really um, uh, been forced to really um, calculate uh, all, all of those metrics. We really focused on, um, you know, one or two metrics right now. Yeah, very good. All right, let's wrap up with the famous five. Number one, what's your favorite business book? Uh, you know, from an operational perspective, I absolutely love Ben Horowitz's uh, The Hard Things, Hard Thing About Hard Things. Yep. Are you, by the way, do you have any team members in the States or no? Um, now, I don't. Okay, no, not even yourself? Um, I, I split. So I'm, I'm, I'm here half, uh, half and half now in Silicon Valley and Pune. Okay. But do you have a, like a U.S. subsidiary or no? We, we, we are all U.S. companies. Oh, all got these it. Companies are companies. Yeah. Yeah. Got California. It. Have you, sorry, I'm going to, I'm going to ask another question here. Have you ever considered using venture debt to drive additional growth? So you don't have to put up 700 grand of your own capital to launch these companies? Yes, I have. Have I, you I used it? No, I haven't. I haven't used it. I think, uh, um, uh, for a while we've been profitable, so, uh, I, I didn't, uh, consider, uh, an optimized way, but, uh, but we're considering now. Interesting. Um, have you talked to lighter capital? Uh, I haven't, I haven't, uh, like, like I said, I think we, we haven't taken the step yet. Yep. All right. Number three, uh, what's your favorite online tool for building the company? Um, I think if I were to just name one, I think it's Gmail. It just does a lot of things for us. I skipped two. Who's your favorite CEO right now? One you're following or studying? Um, you know, I think my all-time favorite uh, is Jeff Bezos because I think he's probably the only one who's created multiple billion-dollar companies in the time that I've been in, in in the workplace. Number four, how many hours of sleep do you get every night? Six to seven. That's good. And what's your situation? Married, single, kids? Married, two kids, nine and 11. That's great. And how old are you? I'm 44. Last question. What do you wish your 20-year-old self knew? Uh, you know, I, I wish uh, I, I knew what systems are and how they can be really good in personal and professional lives. Um, I think everything uh, that I do now is really driven by systems, and I, I wish I knew more about them then. Guys, systems are important. Pickback Man just passed 1,700 customers, $12,000 a month in revenue. Again, helping you upload and save and make sure you don't lose any memories. These are you know photos, videos when you just went on your last trip, and then you put them into Google or Flickr, wherever you put them. Pickback Man sits in the middle. They launched in 2016, charged seven bucks a month uh, per customer. Their break even today, team of five, about 750 grand into the company to date as they look to scale. Churn's a problem though at 10% logo churn per month, looking at bringing that down. Vipo, thanks for taking us to the top. Thank you so much. Thanks, Nate.